0: Welcome to the Do More Podcast, where we share strategies and tips for improving your life in every aspect. Here's your host, John Farling. Welcome back, and thanks again for listening. Today, I wanted to talk about uh, common limited beliefs. And since this is probably more of a a business show, entrepreneurship show, uh, podcast, probably going to go that route for the most part. But these common limited beliefs can also spill over into other areas, uh, in your life. Um, you know, it applies to anything in your life. So first off, what is a limited belief? Put simply, it's a belief that holds you back. So that can be, and we're going to go over a, a lot, a few of them here, uh, probably about, uh, what, five to eight of them, um, that I just, uh, came up with, but it could be anything. So a simple one could be, um, you know, someone thinking about getting in the self storage, but they think they're older, and they're using an excuse as, "Well, I'm too old. I'm too learned the to old. I'm too old to learn how to get in the self storage. I'm too old to do that journey right now." That's a limited belief, right now. If you're 110 years old, are you too old? You know, I'm not going to age discriminate, but maybe, maybe you are towards the end of your journey there, to where it may not make sense. But there is no such thing as, as uh, I guess, too old for the most part. Um, again, I'm not going to age discriminate, but that's an example of a limited belief. You know, there are definitely people that I've talked to that are older than myself that are like, you know, it's just uh, I'm past the, I guess, prime of their life and they don't feel like they can do it again. That's a that's a limited belief. So let's get into. Um, the list that I've got, and that is one of them is, is, uh, being, being too old, but I want to start with, with money. Um, and we, I did do a show on, on money misconceptions, uh, misconceptions about money. And this kind of ties into it. Um, uh, but a common limited belief that we're taught is saving money will make you rich or even secure, um, you know, towards retirement, towards your career or whatever, it's not going to happen. Saving money will not get you there. Uh, money is depreciating every single day. Uh, I th- believe last three years it's depreciated more than any other time in our in our ever from what I from what I know. Um, someone can fact check me there, but uh, yeah, saving money will not make you rich. And in my opinion, that also includes uh, savings accounts, uh, which includes like four hundred one ks, Roth IRAs, stuff like that. Now, there are times and instances where I believe it is powerful to use those resources, like a 401k, if you're working a W 2 and you don't understand the outside world investing. And that can include anything, not just real estate, but that could include investing in um, a partnership or someone else's business or a passive investor in in something else. Um, If you don't understand those principles, then a 401k may be basically your only option. Um, And it will give you some money at retirement. It will not make you rich. 401k will not make you rich. Only way to get there is if you're a day trader and you completely understand the game of stocks and and all that stuff. Um, So my first one is you cannot save. um, And this is kind of different with limiting belief, but it's something that we're taught that so on top of my mind today that I kind of want to talk about. So, um, yeah, saving money w- will make you rich. It's not true. It's not, not going to happen. Um, another one, a common limited belief that that I hear a lot and run into is uh, people quitting their jobs. So, and these are things that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but these are things that we're kind of taught growing up that a W-2 job is more secure Uh, any job that you're hired by, right, is more secure than starting your own thing, starting your own business. We're not taught in schools or for the most of us growing up that starting a business, going out on our own could be more beneficial than going to work for somebody. We're not taught that, especially in schools. And schools are meant to train us to be employees. That's where they started. Uh, I believe with the Rockefellers, um, it hasn't changed. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to pump out employees. Don't get me wrong. We need employees. Um, you know, I, I have some. They're great. And not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur. But if you've got that itch, um, that's kind of why I'm, I'm bringing this up. So, yeah. A, so a common limiting belief with quitting their job is it's not as secure. Um, it's not what we're taught. And it's obviously different, right? As far as the world of entrepreneurs or people trying to build a side hustle or a hustle on their own, it's definitely in the minority. I don't know what the percentage is. My guess is it's probably not even 10% of our population in the U.S. that are entrepreneurs. Um, Going to go back to too old or too young, right? Um, now, if you're, you know, I've got kids that are, are six and nine years old. If they wanted to invest in self-storage, could my six-year-old go and get a loan? No. Um, Could he partner with somebody and uh, kind of learn from them? Yeah. So really, yes, you can be too young and you can be too old, but clear opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Um, My daughter who's nine, she could partner with somebody. Obviously, that somebody would probably be me or, or someone that I know um if she wanted to get into a business or self-storage or whatever it would be. Um but she's not too young for that. Um, you know, look at our look at our politicians. They're what, late 70s, 80 years old, and they're basically running our country, which one I think is insane. But they're not saying that they're too old to run the country. So why do you think you're too old to get into a business, start your own business or um you know, get in the real state. Um, there's no such thing. It's kind of what we've been taught. Um, not enough time. This is another big one that I hear a lot is, and and a lot of times I don't hear it directly, but I hear it in between kind of what people are telling me as far as, um, you know, they go to work, work working nine to five, they've got families, family time, they have kids sports, They claim that they don't have enough time. They don't have that extra hour, two hours, three hours a day to start a side hustle, to learn, to learn a side hustle, whatever that is, learn it, implement things and take action. Um, And deep down, it's our unconscious thoughts, fears. And we're going to go into that a little bit, too. um, That's stopping us. It's not because you don't have enough time. We all have the same amount of time. I started a multi-million-dollar business while I worked a full-time nine-to-five job. Actually, it was more than nine-to-five. Worked a job. Um, actually, I started it um, while I was coaching basketball. So not only was I working a full-time job coaching basketball, I also started a um, real estate investing business. So I did three things there. I think I feel like I did another side hustle there that was short-lived. But we all and that was when I we had our first kid. We all have plenty of time. We all have the same amount of time in the day. You all have plenty of time to do whatever you want to do. Something's holding you back. Some type of um, unconscious thought, and we're going to go, again, go into that, but something is holding you back. We all have enough time. Uh, Not smart enough or not have enough experience. Again, that's an excuse. You know, As far as real estate investing, probably business in general, depending on what you're getting into, but especially real estate investing which includes self-storage is probably the easiest thing to learn and to get into one, there's less people doing it. Um, two, it's literally step-by-step. Now there, there are some creative things that you can learn to, um, kind of outpace other people. But as far as not being smart enough, you know, I was a, I don't even remember my GPA high school. I was, I believe like, 60, we were, we were small school. We had, I believe 72 kids in my class. I was like 65th or 67th kid as far as GPA in my class. When I graduated, um, that was my GPA ranking in my class. Now I did take college courses, but still (laughs) you do not have to be that smart. Um, you don't have to be overeducated to get into real estate investing or start your own business. Um, not enough experience. There's only one way to gain experience and that's to take action, right? If you're, if you're trying to quit your job, trying to get in some type of real estate or start a business, um, there's only one way to gain experience, right? You can learn for a little bit, but if you're learning for eight months to 12 months and you haven't taken any action, you haven't made any offers on on anything, guess what you're, you've got something unconsciously, maybe consciously that's holding you back, um, but the only way to gain experience is to do it. Just take action, jump in and do it. Uh, my very first single family rental, it's what I did. Uh, I probably offered on, I couldn't even tell you how many houses. I looked at a ton of houses, 40, 50, 60 houses. I actually went, Maybe that many, not that many that I actually walked through. Um, easily 20, 30 houses I actually walked through. But I owned under, underwrote houses like crazy to see what worked for me. And I learned along the way. And that's taking action. Um, and gaining experience. Um, another one is not enough money, which is kind of related to, uh, kind of, but kind of not related to saving money, um, to get rich. I hear it a lot. I don't have enough money or, um, you know, I'm in a good spot right now. I feel safe. I feel secure. You may feel safe and secure. And that's also what society has been telling us that we're a certain age. We have this amount of money. We can retire by the time we're 65, 70. And then you're going to live on less money than what you're making now. To me, that's not safe or secure. You're relying on your 401k. You're relying on government. You're relying on a lot of things out of your control. Um, But back to not enough money. I know a ton of people. In fact, majority of the people that I know that are in, especially real estate investing, got in without their own money. Um, I've been fortunate enough to where I did... Have a, a, a decent paying job for about a decade and was able to save, but it took me longer um, in order to invest my own deals. But a lot of my friends that, that are real estate investors, they use none of their own money. And they're now multi-millionaires um, in real estate investing. So again, you do not need to have your own money whatsoever. You don't need to have experience. You don't need to do any of this stuff. And it's not just real estate investing. It's whatever you want to do. You just have to take action. Um, So those are some of the uh, most common limited beliefs that I believe we run into day to day and that I hear. Um, So again, I did talk about saving money will make you rich. I kind of want to talk about a few things there. Um, Talked about quitting your job to start your own business. Too old or too young. Uh, Not enough time. Not smart enough not enough experience, and not enough money. Um, I, I run into those almost daily when I talk to people um, about quitting their job or getting the real estate investing, starting their own business, whatever it is. Those are the things that I hear. And me hearing those, I've said those things and thought those things. And there's a reason why. Um, so I want to talk about what causes these. Uh, one could be fear, right? And I think we're all there, have been there. You know, there's, uh, my guess is there's probably not a single one, well, there's probably not a single person that started their own venture, their own business, real estate investing that did not have some type of fear, fear of what happens if this doesn't succeed, uh, fear of what will people think if it do, if I don't succeed, fear of will I go bankrupt, will I be homeless, all those thoughts, Right. And you've got to you've got to rewire your brain and, and reframe things and take those out and think about what could possibly happen if you took this huge leap and started your own thing. What good could come out of it? Maybe you get out of a job that you don't like. Maybe you secure your financial freedom, financial security for the future by taking this leap. And when I take when I say leap, maybe it's a small jump, right? Uh, for myself, when I got into real estate investing, I bought one single family, one single family rental. And then the next year I bought another one The next year I bought another one The next year I bought another one. So I bought four and then I did a flip in there too. to me, obviously that was looking back, that was slow, but I took these kind of, in a way, baby steps to build up, uh, more than likely you're not going to just land one deal and quit your job two months later. Can it happen? Absolutely. Does it happen all that often? You know, it's, usually it's a, it's a longer grind than that. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. If it does, awesome. But there's a good chance it's not going to. Um, another thing that, um, that causes uh, these common limited beliefs is past experiences. Uh, and, and, and I'll relate this to sports with basketball. You know, I went through, um, you know, I played basketball growing up and ended up playing college, but, um, I went through and struggled with, um, every time, especially in high school, uh, especially my senior year, I can remember. I felt that every time that I shot the ball, I wasn't thinking I'm going to make this like that did not, that thought did not enter my mind. I was playing not to lose. I wasn't playing to win. I was playing not to lose. So, I, I, I still shot the ball okay, but could I have shot it better if I was playing to win and also use past experiences of, of hey, I know I can shoot the ball. I have confidence in myself and I'm going to make this shot. Um, and you can relate that to anything, right? Um, unfortunately, you know, when it comes to like real estate investing, I think people that – the things that slow them down, I think they hear of one horror story, right? Right. And a lot of those horror stories probably happened around 2008, 2009 when real estate market crashed. Um, and even with that, that's still a small minority that that crashed or went bankrupt or whatever. Um, so past experiences, obviously that's not you know one of our experiences or your experience, um, but that someone else's experience could be holding you back from taking action. Um, another one that causes common limited beliefs is imposter syndrome. And I'll be completely honest, this podcast is, uh, especially when I do these one on one on zero shows, basically, it's just myself. There's major imposter syndrome. Um, even going through this and kind of as I'm speaking, I'm wondering are people going to get anything out of this? Is this making sense? Is this coming off right? All those things, right? And it, I think we all go through imposter syndrome at some point. It obviously gets easier as you go. You gain experience. This is show, I think, what, 18, 19? Yeah, episode 19 for me. So it's getting a little easier, but there's still that imposter syndrome for me. And you're going to have that. I still have that with um, with self-storage. I've been doing real estate investing for coming up on a decade now. I still have that imposter syndrome. Um, You just try to quiet that voice, but it's still there. Um, And again, you got to, reframe things so to end here next couple minutes i want to go over um how to overcome these and i don't think we completely overcome them because we're still going to have that little voice in the back of our head um we just got to quiet that voice right and our positive thoughts have to be louder than that voice that's that's giving us the limited beliefs um so first off use your past experiences to build your confidence um, I've definitely done that. And I did that switching from single family rentals to self-storage. I did not know what I was doing when I got into self-storage, but I had enough experience with the few single family rentals that I had that I could build upon that to get into self-storage, just another asset class. I didn't think about failing. Um, and the backup even further, when I got in the single family rentals, um, I didn't really have Real estate investing past experience that I could build upon. Um, I probably honestly I'm not sure. <laughs> it was just one of those things that uh, growing up I was around real estate. Uh, my parents had a couple uh, rentals rental properties. I wouldn't say they were those properties were successes, so I couldn't really build off that. Uh, but I did know that real estate investing over long term uh, would pan out in a good way if I. Stuck to the fundamentals, so it was probably more some education and and not necessarily experience, but you know it was more education and reframing and saying, okay, this is going to work out. Um, and then second thing is reframe your thoughts, which I've I've talked about a couple times here. You've got to reframe your thoughts, right? And and go back to my my basketball story, and I still play. In fact, today's Monday. I'm going to play uh, this coming Monday night or this tonight I'm going to play in an open gym and it's it's older guys. um, But yeah, you've got probably early twenties to maybe late forties that are playing. And I actually, the one that I'm playing at now, I think this will be third or fourth time that I go to this open gym. It's newer and I'm still not confident shooting on these hoops for whatever reason. So every time I'm shooting on these hoops, I don't have that positive mindset. Um, cause I haven't played on them long enough. So I'm missing more shots than what I normally do. Um, but I've got to reframe my thoughts. I've got to think it doesn't matter what hoop I'm shooting on, whether it's 10 foot, whether it's nine foot, eight inches, whether it's eight foot, I'm still going to make the shot. So I have to reframe those thoughts. Um, and when it comes to sports, it's a little bit tougher, right? Because sports is, it's fast. It's fast paced, especially basketball. Um, something like golf, you know, maybe you can reframe your thoughts a little bit. I don't want to say easier because golf is super hard, but you can you can kind of play those actions out and think about it more, uh, which causes overthinking with golf. Uh, but you can do that more than in basketball. In basketball, it's you know you get the ball, you got to shoot it right away, so you don't have as much time to reframe those thoughts. Um, and then positivity, right? And, and these are all super simple things, but we get in our own head a lot of the times with these limited beliefs. And a lot of times, they're unconscious thoughts, right? And we've got to reframe our thoughts and our our beliefs and our unconscious thoughts. We have to reframe all of those. And sometimes that's not easy to do, especially the unconscious thoughts. Uh, but back to positivity, just and that that positively and reframing thoughts go hand in hand, right? So you've got to reframe those thoughts. You got to be positive. Um, you got to think about what good could come out of this. If I quit my nine to five and I take a leap and do self-storage full time, you got to think about the good things that will come out of that right now. You're going to have more time to look for more deals. Now you're gonna have more time to, um, possibly make more money on your current storage facility because you weren't paying attention to something that now you can implement. In fact, I got a text today from a buddy that he just put in his notice um, to work through December, um, and then he's quitting his nine to five due to self storage. Um, but yeah, he and he's gone through all these thoughts too, just like the rest of us. But it's one of those things that you know you've got to you've got to look at the bright side and say, okay, me quitting my job is going to be a good thing. Or imply this to anything, but in this discussion, me quitting my job will give me more time to focus on a self-storage facility or buy more storage facilities that's going to make my income grow exponentially faster and higher and also give me more time freedom which my buddy that gave me the text um he was is a firefighter and obviously that can be very demanding so now leaving that he's going to have all this time freedom um and it's mental time freedom too and we can go into that another uh, another show um, uh, but then the fourth thing in overcoming uh these limited beliefs is you just gotta keep going. You just gotta keep going. Because you're gonna hit hurdles, you're gonna hit bumps, and I've talked about this on the show a few times. You're gonna hit those. And you're gonna hit these negative thoughts. You gotta reframe them, but you just have to keep going. And you have to take action while you keep going. You can't just keep educating yourself. You can't, you can't say, you know what, I haven't. You know, If if your goal is to quit your job by the end of the year or within 12 months, 24 months, whatever, whatever your goal is, and you haven't offered, it's eight months in, and you haven't made a single offer on a property, and you've been over-educating, and you're telling yourself, you know what, I've read five books, I'm learning. That's BS. You got to take action. You have to take action. You have to keep going. And you can continue to educate yourself while you're going. But I see a lot of overeducation, overeducating yourself, and analysis paralysis, which is where you're just overthinking things. That those two things go hand in hand. So as far as keep going, you've got to keep going and taking good action. Um, and in the real estate investing world, that means looking at deals, underwriting deals, and making offers. Um, so that's all I've got today. Again, appreciate everybody listening. Give me your feedback. If you want to come on the show, let me know. Other than that, we'll see you next time. Thanks for following, subscribing, and listening to this episode of the Do More Podcast, hosted by John Farling. To learn more or ask questions, go to L4investing.com.